Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Monster Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, let's start with the latest in New York, the subway shooting, David. Yeah, there was a shooting at a subway station in Brooklyn, New York. This happened this morning in the middle of rush hour. They're saying now at least 16 people hurt. There's mm-hmm. one critically wounded person, uh, latest I've seen. Uh, what it sounds like right now, the shooting happened at a subway station, and perhaps a smoke bomb was deployed I don't know if you've seen the video of people getting off of a train and Mm -hmm. there's smoke filling the train. Um, There are people, obviously, there's blood everywhere. Uh, So the suspect, the cops are still looking for the guy. Uh, They say he's a 5'5 black male who was wearing an MTA uniform. He also had a gas mask and was carrying a book bag. When that first video came out, everybody was looking for the guy with the gas mask on, but no one saw him. So they're looking for him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What do you think this is all about? I know we're speculating. And they're trying to figure that out, you know, as the coverage is live. And everybody's gripping, not wanting to say the wrong thing. But your mind is going, okay, what is this about? I heard the terrorism thing floated already. But then it was quick to say, but there's no evidence. There's no evidence, but, you know, saying, well, this just seems like an act of terror. Well, yeah, that that's not a dispute on a train. I mean, if you're bringing no, right. a gas mask and you have at least one, like, smoke canister or some sort of smoke bomb, mm-hmm. I know the FDNY was initially saying they found other devices, but yeah, now they're saying they didn't too, find yeah. any active devices. So, again, I mean, it's information's flying out a million miles an hour. You just have to be a little prudent about what you uh, what you think is true, what may not turn out to be true, that kind of stuff, as always. But if you at least have one smoke canister and you've got a gas mask on, that's not just I got mad at somebody during my rush hour commute. Correct. No. Well, I think what they're saying is we don't know it's a specific kind of terrorism. So, golly, we can't even say the word terrorism. Right. So, okay, whatever. We'll wait for more details. I know the police are going to give an update uh, pretty soon, and then we'll have all the details on that. Meanwhile... Inflation continues at a 40-year high. This is not a surprise. No, no surprise here, but inflation hit a new four-decade high in the month of March. The Labor Department said Tuesday the Consumer Price Index rose 8.5% in March from a year ago. That's the fastest pace since December 1981 when inflation hit 8.9%. Prices jumped 1.2% in the one-month period from February. That's the largest Uh, month-to-month jump since 2005. Now they look at the core prices, right, because the the, uh, Biden administration is always out there saying, oh, well, you know, if you you take out food and gas, then things are going okay. Well, they're not. That's a lie. (laughs) 
Now, you're right. Which I always I always hate that anyway because people consume gas and food. I know. So that's not something you can just take out of the equation. Right. But uh, core prices climbed 6.5% from March from the previous year. Uh, that is up from the 6.4% increase recorded in February. That is the steepest 12-month increase in core prices since August of 1982. Now, of course, the Biden administration is also going to go out there and say, well, low unemployment, you know, and people are are gaining in terms of wages. Well, that's been wiped out on an annual basis. Real earnings adjusted for, you know, inflationary pressures fell. Tax hike. Yes. No, it's not the Putin tax hike. Come on. It's not a Putin (laughs) price hike. It's not anything because real earnings fell 2.7 percent in March. Yeah. People are hurting right now. And Joe Biden isn't doing a damn thing to help people. Other than say, we're just going to start printing more money, which is going to make it worse. Well, as long as we get a handle on the ghost guns, that's the new thing. Right. I, I know. It, it's ridiculous. But the good news is people are seeing through it. I mean, it's a, certainly a rough patch we've been on for a while. But when you at least have, I'm not just talking about Republican voters. I'm talking about Americans waking up to this is the wrong way. We can't trust these people we thought we could trust. No. And we'll get into this a little bit later. Mm-hmm. This wild. So many people saying, yeah, made a mistake voting for Biden. Okay, maybe I didn't want any more mean tweets. Maybe I didn't want this or that. Made a mistake. But there's a certain demographic that is not admitting the mistake. Actually doubling down. That'll be an interesting conversation. You know, the only person really who benefits from this is Jimmy Carter. You've mentioned that before. Yeah, he, he's no longer the worst president we've ever had. That's true. Because this inflation is higher than Jimmy's inflation when he passed the baton to Reagan. Well, you know, and of course Americans are concerned about it. But it almost seemed like some news outlets are disappointed that Americans care so much about inflation and money. We've got COVID going oh, on. Oh, for God's yeah. sakes. Just you might it. be done with COVID. It's not done with no. us. You've heard that before. Mm-hmm. I saw this at Newsbusters. This was from CBS um, talking about the fourth COVID shot talking about this new variant. I, people are just not going to buy it this time, I don't think. But here you go. Just 70% of the eligible population is fully vaccinated. The top health officials encourage boosters. A preliminary CDC report finds that their effectiveness is about 60% after three months. Okay, what's the first thing wrong with this report? What does fully vaccinated mean? Yes. Does it stop you from getting it? Does it stop you from spreading it? Oh, there's only 70% that are fully vaccinated. Remember when it all started and the experts said if we could get to 70%, that'd be pretty good. Well, 70% of Americans doing anything is, is amazing. I mean, that should be applauded, not scorned. And it goes on. The question now has come up in the last couple of weeks. What about that second booster? Um, very good evidence from Israel that people over 60 should get a booster. I think that part's pretty clear. Okay. All of a sudden, we're paying attention to Israel. Only when it benefits the left do we do that. Especially since some studies say BA2 is more contagious than Omicron. Here we go. People like New York City Mayor Eric Adams already isolating after testing positive for coronavirus. I'll just cut to the chase. Enough of all of that. Let's get to the end, okay? Despite rising cases of BA2 here in New York City, a new CBS News poll shows COVID doesn't even rank among the top five most pressing issues for Americans. They're more concerned about the economy and inflation. 
situation, Nora. Really? No kidding. The hell you say? They're more concerned about inflation? Because they know the statistics. We've already known this for a long time. You got to figure out for yourself what your risk is. And then all of a sudden, Fauci climbs aboard that train over the weekend. Every individual got to figure out their own risk. We're going to have to learn to live with this. Remember when people said that before? This guy sounds like Hitler. What? No, people knew this for a long time. And what is it now with the left? Just, okay, I guess we have to admit this now. We have to learn to live with it. It's so frustrating. Meanwhile, uh, Biden was out talking about ghost guns yesterday. Yeah, because obviously that's on the top of everybody's mind. Ghost guns. Okay. He's just trying to do anything, change the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's going after guns now, and well, he and and he signaled that he was doing more than just trying to put new restrictions on guns that you can make with a kit that are like you know eighty percent done, but you just drill a couple holes basically and assemble it. Sure. Uh, he 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 started talking about I don't know uh, an assault weapons ban and magazine capacity restrictions, and also said that well. He repeated the lie that gun manufacturers are completely immune from lawsuits. That's not true. No, he just keeps saying it. They're the only outfit in the country that is immune. Imagine had the tobacco industry been immune to to being sued. Come on. Prostitution. Yeah, could you imagine prostitutes being sued? Prostitutes who smoke? (laughs) What, What the hell was that? David, what do you suppose happened there? I, I think he meant to say the word prosecution, but maybe he had just had a uh, conversation with his son, Hunter, so prostitutes were on the mind. I see a lot of people were confused by it because they're like, well, Hunter did sort of confess to prostitutes that, you know, he had a lot of money, and that's why people were coming after him, that sort of thing. It's a prostitute being sued. Come on. Come on. Can't have that. Oh, boy. They're out there, like, drug users and people that can't find women. They need good prostitutes. We can't <laughs> can't be suing them. Come on. You know who else you can't sue? That's not who we are. Drug companies who gave me the uh, Pfizer vaccine and Moderna and yeah, all the rest. You can't, you can't sue them. Uh-uh. If I grow a third eye, that's on me. So if you got a little itchy and scratchy after a prostitute, <laughs> yeah. you can't go after no, them. No, That'd you be can't. terrible. <laughs> you, you... It's a prostitute being sued. Yeah. Come on. Come on, man. Yeah. Can't do that. To sue you, Candy. You can't. Well, did you see as far as mask mandates go? Big American city says, yeah, we're back. We were only gone a month, but the mask mandate is back. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Keep an eye on the story in New York. The subway shooting. Looks like they're having a press conference right now. We'll have the latest on that in just yeah, a bit. The police commissioner is saying there are currently no known explosive devices on the trains, and they are not investigating this as an act of terrorism at this time. But 
I mean, what what they are confirming right now is that this dude, five five blackmail, apparently very heavy set, uh, had a gas mask. He was on the train. He takes a canister out of the bag, opens it. That's when smoke starts filling the train, and then he opened fire, striking multiple people on the subway and on the platform. And they're still looking for this guy. It sounds like ten people suffered gunshot wounds. They're being treated, but no deaths at this time. Right. Which, thank God for that so far. And it, we'll get into, okay, what constitutes what they would call terror? Do you have a smoke bomb in a subway car and you start shooting people? Okay. Philadelphia, let's move on to that. Reinstating the mask mandate. Yeah, they just lifted the indoor mask mandate March 2nd, but they have now become the first major U.S. city to reinstate the indoor mask mandate because of an increase in coronavirus infections. One of the public health officials there saying, well, you know, if we fail to act now, knowing that every previous wave of infections has been followed by a wave of hospitalizations and a wave of death, it will be too late for many of our residents. So they're going to start enforcing the mask mandate at city businesses on April 18th. So they're giving, giving everybody six days heads up. I'll never understand that. As long as I live, I'll never understand if it's such an immediate necessity why they always say, well, we're going to put this in place in a week. Yeah, because yeah. we hear that the latest variant is more contagious than Omicron, which was the most contagious one yet. Even more so than that, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Eh, six days, letter flow. No problem. The biggest issue with me is, okay, what study are you referring to that would tell us that mask mandates work? Is there some sort of new evidence? I don't think so. No. Well, they, I mean, went, they went back to percentages, too, which I know David hates. When they talk about the the increase in the amount of, uh, of positive cases. But, yeah, because if you go it from was it 10 number, to 20. It, it was right. It's Yeah, right. They won't say it went from 10 to 20. No. They're saying 50% increase, whatever that 100%. Means. Yeah, in some cases, yes. Yes. I'm, you go back to these different studies. And the CDC will usually use some sort of study when it just fits their narrative. And if it doesn't, well, forget it. It, What's interesting about that is they will take an observational study. Like if you remember the Missouri hairdressers little study, they'll, they'll take that and say, see, masks work. But if you do some sort of study when you've got a thousand people, and I remember this was Oh, gosh, where was it? It was in the United States talking about healthcare workers with cloth masks and then the surgical masks, like the N95, right? And they found out, as far as the cloth masks go, they were 13 times more likely to develop a flu-like illness than those who wore the surgical masks. But even the surgical masks were found to be, quote, poor at preventing the penetration of particles, and cloth masks were extremely poor. Like cloth masks let through 97% of the particles. You can get a mask, those kids. It, it just doesn't make sense. No. I and hope then, this isn't a precursor for other nitwits in oh, other it, cities it, to start this. You know stuff. it is. It definitely is, man. Gosh dang it. But then you ask the question what is it really about? It has to be more than just we're trying to slow the spread. 
Just don't buy it because it doesn't make sense. You know, I watched the Shanghai lockdown thing last night. Tucker had that piece of audio. Oh, my goodness. And it was it was crazy. And, you know, we've talked about this before, and sometimes we say, you know, we'll, we'll make the slippery slope reference. Like, well, it can't happen here, right? And then you watch this, you think, well, this couldn't happen here, could it? And then when you hear stuff like this, like, we're going to reinstitute this again. And, and here we go again. And it's like, I don't know what they're capable of. I don't know what these people are capable of. I don't think we as Americans would stand for it. Well, here's the thing about China. If you didn't see it, okay, we talked about Shanghai being on lockdown. Yeah. Right. And David was talking about it the other day. They were, you know, beating a dog to death because the owner had COVID. Yeah. Well, the video that Tucker had last night, I mean, you're seeing people in these high rises. It's a city of 25 million people. Mm-hmm. They're screaming. Yeah. Because you got people starving. Yes. They can't get food. Right. And there's nowhere to get it. It's not on the shelves. You can't order it. You're just stuck there. And to make sure you don't leave, they could padlock the door or they put a piece of paper, tape it. So if you try to open the door, you rip the paper. Well, you're going to get hauled away. Mm-hmm. They are hauling away a little kid. And then with the pets, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like huge sacks of cats. Yeah. God, makes my stomach turn. But, I mean, you watch this and you say to yourself, well, it can't happen here, but I never thought they'd do what they did. Look at Australia. Exactly. Exact. Great point. Yeah. yeah. We couldn't even imagine it was going on as we were watching right. it in Australia, saying, what happened to that country? I mean, you think, well, man, it can't happen here. I know this was a completely different set of circumstances and story. But, David, you brought this to the table the other day. Dennis Prager, that was two and a half years ago, was mocked for bringing up men that menstruate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, yeah this was on Bill Maher's show uh, in November of 2019, and they were talking about the woke culture wars. And he brought up, yeah, they're, they're trying to tell us that men can menstruate. And everybody's laughing at him. Yes. To say that men can menstruate is a lie. And that is now, that is what is said. <laughs> And they make fun of him for a good part of two minutes. That's exactly. like, no one says that. He was exactly right. Yes. Yeah. Back to Philly for a second. What happened at the Phillies game? Oh, oh uh, <laughs> third baseman Alec Baum, he was having a rough night. Three errors credited to him. Oh. So having a, having a rough go of it. And, of course, they're playing in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia <gasps> fans aren't known for being very gracious. No. When even their own players are performing poorly. And so they're getting, you know, he's getting booed left and right. And the camera went up close into his face. And you can see him mouth the words, I bleeping hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, the trans issue in school, teachers don't teach it. Oh, yes, they do. Evidence coming up. Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, 
David, update New York City. Yeah, the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, has been doing a press conference. Uh, So here's what we know right now. There was a shooting at a subway station in Brooklyn this morning in the middle of rush hour. There's some video from inside the train that shows some sort of uh, smoke canister being deployed. Um, And this, like, five-foot-five chubby black guy is opening fire. Uh, They say that nobody is suffering from life-threatening injuries, thank God. They are not considering this right now an act of terrorism, but again, you're going to have to define what terrorism means in this in this brave new world of ours. If a guy shows up wearing a gas mask and has some sort of uh, explosive device along with a gun on a subway, that's not something that he just decided to do in the heat of the moment. Anyway, uh, Kathy Hochul, uh, you know where this is going to go. It's going to go guns, guns, guns. And here is the governor of New York. We say no more. No more mass shootings. No more disrupting lives. No more creating heartbreak for people just trying to live their lives as normal New Yorkers. It has to end. It ends now. And we are sick and tired of reading headlines about crime, whether they're mass shootings or the loss of a teenage girl. Or a 13-year-old. Okay, shut up. You don't enforce the law as it is. And now you're going to stand up there with the outrage no more? Right. You let criminals go free. Yeah. Let's just see this idiot, this maniac that's shooting people today. Let's see if he has just gotten sprung from jail in the last couple of years. If it's true, would you be surprised? No, not at all. Jeez. It has to stop. I'm committing the full resources of our state okay. to fight this surge of crime, this insanity that is seizing our city because we want to get back to normal. And <laughs> you have to keep the criminals in jail. Enforce the law. Enforce the law. What a joke she Quit is. blaming the police for every bad, scourgy thing that happens within your city. Uh-huh. Hire people, train people, let them do their freaking job. Sometimes it gets rough. Sometimes it gets tough. Sometimes they make a bad decision. But we need them. Or else this is out of control. This is out of control because these people, they they know on the other end of it, I get caught, so what? So do you feel bad now ever suggesting defund the police? Now, How do you feel about that today? Ridiculous. All right, more on that a little bit later. What did you think was going to happen? I mean, what did you think the outcome was going to be by the defund the police rallying cry? What did you think was going to happen? Well, in the utopia they must dream of, it must be, well, you once you let the criminals out, they're going to be so happy, they're going to go get jobs and have great lives. Insanity. Except there's no evidence whatsoever that would support that. No reality. Nope. Okay. David, Kamala Harris has spoken. Yeah, Vice President Kamala Harris is now tackling medical debt. And she explained what was at the heart of the issue. We have a little echo. In a way that only she can. Hmm. Only she can. This ought to be good. Okay. Go ahead and roll this. I can't wait to hear it. Everybody settled in? I am now. I feel like it's going to be deep. I'm ready. Go ahead. Invariably, then, anyone who has needed that level of medical care over that period of time should be allowed the dignity of being able to focus on their recovery and not 
in addition to the burden of recovery, deal with the burden of debt associated with a medical need. That really does, Alex, you really hit it on the head in terms of what is at the very essence of this issue, in terms of the overlay between the issue of medical care, dignity, and debt, um, unfair debt, the accumulation of debt that really in so many ways paralyzes so many people. Okay, there's a lot of questions here. First of all, David. Yeah. What is she talking about again? Medical debt. Okay. Uh, Medical debt drives more people to bankruptcy than anything. We've known this for a while. Yeah, I know a little bit about medical debt. Yes, you do. Yeah. And so is this a change the conversation sort of piece? Is that what this is about? People have been talking about this for a long time. My other question is, why is she out of breath so much? Does she run up to the podium or something? She's always desperate, man. I don't know what it is. It always seems like someone needs to throw her a life preserver. Yes. Yeah, that was really strange. I mean, it's just been a reality for people for so long that, I mean, when you've got somebody in the hospital that's hanging on for life, you don't even think about the bills. You know, I, I know it's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. More than anything, we just want to get through this. So, yeah, I mean, if you're not going to go into some sort of crazy debt, that's great. Are you going to stop taking money from the medical industry, Kamala? I, these are all my questions. I just wonder the well, timing of it. Again, this is the utopian socializing medicine play i know you know i mean and i've talked to medical professionals like well you know it is out of control i'm like yeah until they start telling you how much money you're going to make well remember when we got sold a bill of goods on obamacare well yeah okay not just hey you want that doctor that's your doctor you're comfortable you get to keep that doctor Mm, well no no it's going to save you money did anybody stop going into debt because of medical bills no so we're supposed to believe this BS now? Golly. You know what? With her, it, think about this. She is on a roll with that meandering mess. This is just like one week removed from, I think, this. For Jamaica, one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way of its impact has been the pandemic. So to that end, we are announcing today also that we will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery um, by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been <laughs> essential know. to, I believe, what is necessary. She, how can someone be that bad at this? She's, she wants to be taken seriously so desperately. I can't tell you, man. I mean, you, right. you want to be that person. Wow, that's that scholarly answer to that question. And it's just mumbled, jumbled nonsense. You know? All right, we're going to switch gears. There's other things to cover today. When you got Hochul up there, you know, talking about this stops today. We won't put up with this anymore. Yeah, it's awful what happened at the subway today. But you're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. That's friggin' irritating. You got, oh, we got to start doing mask mandates again in cities. It doesn't make any sense. That's irritating. This from Kamala, irritating. My goodness. All right, let's get to something happier. 
Big cuts for CNN's new streaming service. Uh-oh. Yeah, you talk about grand open and grand closing. CNN Plus, the big streaming service that they unveiled, and no one really knows why they did it. It doesn't make any sense because, I mean, the on-air product is non-existent. Yeah, you're making bank on your website. Just keep doing that. I wonder how much of it has to do with, like, Fox Nation. That's their web. They're like, well, yeah. we we got to do something. Well, I don't know. Axios is now having the reporting today, which was initially reported about two weeks ago by Fox News, but it was called disinformation at the time. <laughs> uh, investment and projections for CNN Plus are expected to be cut dramatically in response to a low adoption rate. Uh, they were initially planning to invest around a B- b- billion dollars in the service over the next four years. Hundreds of millions of dollars are now going to be cut from that original investment total. So far, they've spent about $300 million on the subscription service. A lot of that has to do with marketing. So they don't know what's actually going to happen with CNN Plus, and CNN's new boss starts on May 1st. So could be uh, grand opening, grand closing for CNN Plus. Okay. This doesn't deserve a ton of time, but let's take maybe a minute to try to figure something out here. We all know people that used to watch CNN. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and trust what they were being told. I was one of them. I'm talking within the last few years. Yeah. I'm not talking 20 years ago. Like, no, just in the last few yeah. years. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you're in that category, no. are you, Scar? Oh, okay. So my point is, is there anybody left that's still believing what CNN is oh, telling sure. you? Oh, Yeah. There are. Yeah. But it's it's low. It has to be low because you look at the number of viewers they used to have yeah. as to what is there now. They just tuned it out because there was proof again and again and again they were lying to people. So this is the time to put out CNN Plus when you're, the trust in your product is at an all-time low? Don't you have to build something else first, like some sort of viewership and trust? You have to create yeah. a product people actually want to see. That would help. And then you promote it. Well, you, that, don't, you know, that's backwards. I'm promoting something no one wants to see. There, There is also word, and I, again, this is kind of just part of the rumor mill, that they were pushing out CNN Plus knowing that once the merger happened with the discovery and whatnot, that some major changes were going to happen. And so the thought was, let's rush this to market uh, so that we pick up a bunch of subscriptions so we're so good they can't ignore us. They can't fire us. And that may not actually be uh, proven to be a good strategy. No. How's the angry duckling holding up? Chris Wallace? Yeah. Oh, he was swinging from Anthony Fauci's you-know-what. What, yeah, but then he got ago. into a little tussle with the 1619 Project woman. Oh, did he? Yes. Saying, well, hold on a second here. Historically accurate. I didn't think enough of it to bring it into the show, but, I mean, I heard it. Yeah, it's like, well, he's the multimillion-dollar man. I mean, 1619 Project, hello headlines from two years ago. I mean, exactly. what's going on here? Right. Um, speaking of marketing, tell me if you like this or not. I think it's smart. Do you hear what Krispy Kreme's doing every Wednesday? No. Uh, hey, you know, for the time being, at least in the foreseeable future here, next month or so, uh we're going to sell you a dozen glazed donuts for the same price as a gallon of gas. Usually it's 8 bucks. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know what a dozen costs. Okay. So it's almost like half off. Half and some change. What is it, national average? $4.11. Well, today anyway. Yeah. So every Wednesday, 
Good marketing? Sure. I think tying it to yeah. something going on current. I, I mean, so. think about it. Something hey. pleasurable to to beat out the pain. No. Uh, they should also give you like a dozen free donut holes and call them Brandon Bites. Oh, see? David gives this stuff out for free. We have to stop that. There's got to be a <laughs> subscription service here. Fan <laughs> yeah. camp marketing. VCM. Yeah. I'm a client. Yeah. All right. We got to get to the Seattle police. Aren't investigating rape and child abuse? Really? That much more come up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. There's a manhunt going on for the Brooklyn subway shooting suspect. Ten people shot. There are 16 people being treated, but no one dead, which is amazing. Great. So we'll keep you up to date on that. Um, you had a story about the Seattle police, David. Well, this is what progressive politics does to a city. Uh, and this is in Seattle, where thanks to the defund the police nonsense, thanks to uh, sowing hatred and distrust in the police department on the part of city council members and other elected officials, sex assault for both adults and children aren't being investigated nearly at the level they used to be. And it's because you have a lack of manpower on the force. I can so, say person power. This year so far. Well, well you said manhunt. Golly, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Joking. This Thank year, this year so far, 1.6 percent of cases investigated by the sexual assault and child abuse unit have resulted in an arrest. 1.6 percent. 2019, that was 14 percent. Golly, this is what happens when you listen to the woke mob. Yes, and feel the pressure and succumb to it. You lose your city. We've talked to our friends in Seattle many times. It's a freaking sad situation. You can name a n- number of other cities that are much like that. It's, gosh, man, not investigating rape and child abuse. Wow. Um, On a lighter note, you know there used to be over 2,000 Kmarts in the continental United States? That's so weird you bring that up because I went by a old Kmart the other day. Yeah. And the empty storefront, like tumbleweeds rolling out in front of it, you know. I mean, I think to myself, man, that was the place. I mean, growing up a very middle-class upbringing like I did, we, it was Kmart or bust, man. Wow. Okay, I think we grew up the same way. Uh, I don't have the fond I don't, I'm not saying I had a Kmart fond like memory. You. It was just a memory of Kmart. Like, like a going, Kmart or bust, that means fond Well, me. if the old man didn't wa- couldn't get it at Kmart, it wasn't worth getting. Well, didn't it mean if you had to get it at Kmart, you couldn't afford the good one? Well, yeah, that's what I told you. Very yeah. middle-class upbringing, yeah. Yeah, but you'd splurge on the right things. Yeah, if you could. If he could have bought a Kmart car, he would have. Wow. Just telling you. Okay. So were your shoes like the Kmart specials? Yeah. You wore the Spaldings? I had the uh, still Chamberlain <laughs> shoes to play basketball in. No, you didn't. You had the nice shoes you had for that. 
Let's not say anything negative to someone that wore the Spaldings. It's just no one aspired to wear the Spaldings. I was going to say, wait, Spaldings were bad? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I didn't even know that. I'd never heard that. Well, if you got a Spalding basketball, that's one thing, but the Spalding shoes. Yeah. That's not what you wanted, at least in my day. I was like, I saved up four birthdays to buy my first pair of Spaldings, you know? Put them on a layaway. No. Well, there you go. I mean, we usually, we didn't. (laughs) shop at Kmart. We shopped at Elmart. Here we go. They didn't sell Nike shoes. They sold they sold Nicks. That was it. Yo Nick. What did you always call the knockoff brand? Harkeem Olajuwon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, do you know after this weekend how many Kmarts there's gonna be? No. They guess versus two. It's not none. Uh two. three. It's three on the number. Wow. That's it. The blue light special has Oh, and the guy, yes. And the guy on the mic. Attention, Kmart shoppers, for the next 15 minutes. Circus peanuts are just 39 cents a pound. Robin skins his knees running to the circus peanuts. Yes, I want them. (laughs) This is the Markley Fame Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so update in New York. At this moment, there's 10 people shot, but no one dead. They're being Mm -hmm. treated, 16 people being treated in all. They're looking for the shooter. This happened this morning on the subway. Does it let off some sort of smoke bomb, David? Yeah, while they were at a station in Brooklyn, uh, somebody deployed some sort of smoke canister. A guy had a gas mask on, and then he opened fire, started shooting people. At this point, fortunately, as far as we know, nobody is dead because of this. So that's that's the good news. Nobody yeah. is dead. Uh, but they're still looking for the shooter. They're saying he's like a 5'5", fat black guy. Right. And the governor spoke, and then the mayor spoke. And before they went out to speak, I think I told you guys, if I hear this, this won't be tolerated. I don't want to hear that. Because they have tolerated. They've tolerated crime at a record high in that city. Oh, sure they have. And so to all of a sudden say, it stops now. It should have stopped a long time ago. You're letting criminals out. You have them in jail. You let them go free. It doesn't make any sense. So we'll keep you updated on that situation. Meanwhile, inflation continues a 40-year high. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, a new four-decade high hit in March. The Labor Department released the numbers today. The Consumer Price Index rose 8.5% in March from a year ago. That's the fastest pace since December of 1981. Prices jumped 1.2% in a one-month period from February. So going from February to March, they went up about 1.2%. That's the largest month-to-month jump since 2005, 
and the core prices. Now, see, those are the things that the Biden administration wants to focus on because they're not as volatile as food and gasoline, even though food and gasoline is a pretty important thing to pay attention to. So I I don't know why we treat that as like a gimme, right? Like, well, of course, I mean, it's going to fluctuate, all of this stuff. But even that climbed 6.5% in March from the previous year. Uh, that is the steepest 12-month increase since 1982. So when you're looking at real earnings, because the Biden administration really likes to say, hey, people are, you know, wages are growing, except when you account for inflation on an annual basis, real earnings have fallen 2.7%. People are making less money right now sure. because of the Biden administration, because they don't know what they're doing other than, all right, well, we're going to what, try to pump more cash into the economy. That'll do it. Yeah. You are absolutely spot on from my perspective. Stephen Kamala agrees. Oh, thanks, Kamala. That's what you do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you think about over time, um, Biden's talked about, you know, inflation in a number of ways, how it's under control. It's just going to be temporary. Um, I mean, if you remember when I think he was still trying to sell a bill bag butter, um, he talked about... Now look, the fact is that we're in a situation now where, uh, um, you know, you should have peace of mind. Right. I know food prices are up and we're working to bring them down. As I said, I grew up in a family where the price at the pump went up, you filled it. And I understand. But these things are necessities. Where the price of the pump, uh, you filled it. I don't know what that means. No. Well, yeah, if you're going to get the car to move, you have to do that. Okay. We're working to bring down prices where they're not totally what the families, in fact, uh, have to pay now. What? You still have to pay for child care. Child care is a cost for millions of families. You still have to pay your prescription drug prices. Oh, yeah, that's the whole thing. It made no sense. Mm. I think his point he was trying to get at was, yeah, everything's going up, but we're trying to save you in other ways. That's what we're trying to do. I don't know. I'm trying to go Biden speak here. Usually, David, you're the expert on that. I don't know. No, Josetta Stone only accounts for uh, something that can make sense in context. This is just a jumbled mess because the president is senile. Well, yeah. I had another clip that you sent me, um, and it's just called Wise Inflation Hurt. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember it, but it seems like I know we're doing a live radio show, but I want to risk it for the biscuit and just play it because it's going to pay off. It's 30 seconds long. All right. All right. My Build Back Better initiative is designed to really, in fact, look, what what, why is inflation hurt? Inflation hurts badly for the things you need. When the things you need, if inflation and diamonds went up, it wasn't going to cost a lot of people in Miami Valley a whole lot of money. But inflation and food going up, inflation and gasoline going up, inflation and energy going up makes a big difference. And so one of the things to do also, a way to help these folks, is to reduce the cost of living for them. Right. Okay. Boy, that is maddening. Yeah. We can switch gears. I can keep going. I got another one. Yes, do it. Well, yes. I got uh, he has inflation under control, yeah. and let's flood the market with more cash to stop inflation. Oh, okay. You can pick one or the other. David, what do you like? I'll take the first one. Okay, I take the first one, too. All right, here we go. For example, one of the reasons why I decided to talk about the need to deal with uh, um, uh, uh, yeah. the 
the operation and the gouging that occurs in some of the pricing of beef and chicken and other things is that uh, that's why I think we're, I that's why I indicated to you we're going to look at whether or not uh, there's a violation of, of antitrust laws and what they're doing. So there's a lot to look at, but the bottom line is that I think uh, that uh, and anyone who would prefer as bad as things are in terms of prices helping hurting families now, trade this Thanksgiving for last Thanksgiving. That's like, yeah, that's like that. That that's the audio equivalent of watching a newborn baby deer try to navigate a staircase with a glaze of ice on it, isn't it? Now that I have the visual in my head. Yes. All yes. right, Bambi, you got it. Oh, oh, he fell. Okay. You ever seen a baby deer fall up a staircase? Here's Joe Biden to demonstrate. Yeah, it was nonsensical then. I mean, oh, listen, I understand if you're listening right now thinking, hey, man, this isn't funny. This is our country. I know. We're, we got I know. problems. I understand, okay? Sometimes... You just have to laugh through the pain, and everybody deals with a terrible situation in different ways. That's just how I tend to deal with it. Yeah. Gee whiz. Yeah, that was a tough That's one. That's a Hall of Famer, that second one. I don't remember hearing that before. Sometimes they all go together. Yeah. I, you know, I'm thinking, what was the time where he really had a rough time getting through, <laughs> like, a 30-second speech? There's one in, like, 78. Okay, moving on. <laughs> well, this is actually more Biden. This has to do with guns. This was from yesterday. Oh, yeah. President Biden's going after guns now. He announced new rules on ghost guns, and apparently we're going to start prosecuting criminals. I, this is like this a is new the, idea. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what? Okay. And this rule is only part of our strategy to go after ghost guns. In February, the Department of Justice launched a, nation, a national gun, ghost gun enforcement initiative intensifying our efforts to bring cases against those who use ghost guns illegally. By the way, did anyone stop to ask the question, all right, how many ghost guns are used in these crimes, in shootings? Yeah, overall nationwide, as far as we can tell, it's like 12%. Right. And if you commit a crime using a ghost gun, are you just like, okay, he's the ghost gun, you're free. You're free to go. I'm not going to prosecute you. What, What was that? I just assumed if he used a gun in a crime, he would be prosecuted. Well, not always. Look at Chicago. There was a gang shootout. Well, enemy combatants, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. No one was indicted. We're right. teaching investigators and prosecutors best practices, how to build these cases, and assigning a coordinator in each of the ATF field divisions to serve as a point person for helping federal, state, and local law enforcement go after ghost guns. If you commit a crime with a ghost gun, yeah, expect federal prosecution. I just say expect federal prosecution. Urge you the first time. Okay. All right. You know, part of the problem is, like we just brought up talking about New York, you let criminals out. Right. Violent criminals. That's part of the problem, but I guess you don't want to point the finger there. Okay. Somebody did a parody of Biden. Who did this? Yeah, state TV in Saudi Arabia. They did a skit making fun of Joe Biden. It's making the rounds now. Uh, The setup is this. You got a guy playing Joe Biden, and he's flanked by a dude dressed up as Kamala Harris. And throughout the whole thing, Kamala Harris is whispering information in his ear to try to correct him. Or, or, you know, Kamala Harris is, like, waking him up when he falls asleep mid-sentence. Here's the audio. 
Okay, why are you sounding depressed? As you well, tell because me screw Saudi Arabia. I understand. I'm like with that, you. he's listen. He's a senile old man, and I wish he weren't president right now. But you yes. know what, man? It, it Saudi Arabia can take a seat. All right. All right. I haven't heard this yet, so I'm just going to judge it on whether it's funny or not. I'm going to yeah. try to keep an open mind here. Okay. Go ahead. Today, we're going to talk about the crisis in Spain. Yeah, we're going to talk about the crisis in Africa. Yeah, Russia. Yeah, Russia. And I want to talk about the president of Russia, yeah, Putin. Yeah, Putin. Putin, listen to me. I have very important message to you. The message is... All right, time out. Robbins is laughing. Robbins laughed before I did. I haven't well, laughed yet. The dialogue is... I mean, I saw the video beforehand, okay. so maybe I'm interpreting the video in my mind. Okay. All right. He falls asleep. And the president of China... Oh, I didn't finish right now. Thank you to correct me, first lady. Thank you very much. God bless you. And God bless Wow. I'm with David on that one. I'm just, I'm Who looking at you? it. It's like, it's not even, I mean, don't you guys have terrorist attacks to fund right now? Or wait, course, no. Always, that never ends. Oh, wait, today's Tuesday, the day you throw gays off of buildings. Correct. You know why they couldn't have a woman play Kamala Harris? Why is that? Because all their women are dressed up in hefty bags right now in Saudi Arabia. Boy, yeah. There is that. Now I feel um, guilty for even laughing. <laughs> oh, hey, don't worry about that. It's okay. Um, all I'm thinking is, remember when Biden was coming into office and Trump was leaving and all the people on the left said, oh, my goodness, thank, thankfully, we have the adults back in the White House. And the world is so happy because we have the adults back. Everybody makes fun of us. We're a friggin' laughing stock. Although I do like it a lot better when it's Australia making fun instead of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> You hate them both, Dave. I, I do, yeah. Go back I to do. eating your Vegemite, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone that doesn't regret voting for Biden. A demographic. Guess who? Next. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Sometimes political stories, just being honest, can bore me. There are others that yeah. I find fascinating, and this was fascinating to me. It talks about congressional preference for the midterms coming up compared to 2018. Okay? So men who are college-educated mm -hmm. were plus Democrats 16 points in 2018. No kidding. Now... 10 points for Republicans. That's that's a 26-point switch. Wow. It's massive. Men with no degree, plus 8 Republican in 2018, plus 20 now. So plus 12 there. Um, women with no degree were a plus 3 for the Democrats, but a plus 1 now. But college-educated women went from a plus 34 for the Democrats to a plus 38. Some are taking that in as, well, they're sort of doubling down 
for the Democrats and for Biden. And not all that sorry that they voted for Biden. You're shaking your head, Scott. Well, I just don't understand the motivation. You, I Okay, you hated Trump, you voted for him. I get it. But now? Well, let's dig in a little more, because this is where it gets really interesting. Okay. Okay. Now, and this was a piece in The Federalist. All, you know, credit to them. Joy Pullman. Always does a great job. Anyway, the likely vote is by marital status. When you look at the numbers, they didn't talk about that on NBC when they did this aggregate of all these different polls. Right. But that data point's very important um, because among unmarried voters, women were more supportive of Democratic candidates in 2018 than they had been of Hillary Clinton in 2016. Hmm. So that would talk a little bit about hatred for Trump, I would think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. And single women do vote disproportionately for Democrats. Yeah. You've heard of this before. Yes. And the decline of marriage, as we're seeing the numbers get lower and lower in America, means that there are more women that would vote for Democrats. So then they're asking, okay, if unmarried women are inclined to vote Democrat, are college-educated women more likely to be single? Not historically, but now you're seeing it more and more. So that number is absolutely rising. Plus, you have people that are waiting to get married and waiting to have kids. That also has an outcome, certainly on elections. And then there is the part, and people have talked about this for a long time. It seems almost like it's controversial to say it. Um, but a lot of times, single women, not always, but sometimes, Think of big government functioning as a husband substitute, at least financially. Mm. Well, you're looking at me like I just... Well, no, I almost... It's, yeah. Well, and women respond more strongly than men to emotional arguments. This is a woman that wrote the piece, dude. Yeah. You're looking at me like there's going to be women outside our studio ready to throw knives at me. I'm just what? telling you what the facts are. I think it also is just sort of... It's kind of like how younger people tend to be more liberal. It's because if you don't have skin in the game, if you're not right, busy raising right. a family, if you're not busy doing something outside of yourself and having responsibilities outside of yourself, then you look for other things to sort of be that family. And then in a heated political climate, politics becomes your family, becomes your identity. And I'll just speak for me. Being younger, you ain't anywhere near as smart as you think you are. When you're in your 20s, I'm just speaking for me. I've noticed this with a number of different people. You buy into more BS, you're more susceptible to the propaganda and talking points, and you don't know your butt from a hole in the ground, but you think you do. It takes some life experience to kind of figure it out. Yeah. And that's not to say one political party has a, you know, never lies, give me a break. But at least you can see through things a little bit better. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. A little pause there. I know, this, I know a woman who fits that demographic, never had kids, never been married, you know, has no interest in anything, but is a complete liberal. Well, and then, you know, there are plenty of women, and this has been talked about, too, that feel like life sold them a bill of goods and it didn't pay off. Like, everything in for the career, and then you're late 40s, and yeah. you're like, where's the family? Yeah. What do I got? I, I sold everything out for this? Very bitter. That happens. Well, if you're angry, then you fit right in. Another quick news note. 
Remember the song When to Change from the Scorpions? Unfortunately, yes. Well, it was the fall of the Berlin Wall. It was historic. Because of what's happening in Ukraine, they had to change the lyrics at the beginning. They're on a, they're on a farewell tour, you know. Yeah? Yes. We can get to that a little bit later. Okay. If you want. And Chris Hayes at MSNBC melts down. You got to hear this next. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, update. New York City. Shooter on the subway this morning. No one dead, at, at least yet. There were 10 people shot. They're being treated. Another six people from other injuries. Any other updates that you saw, David? No, they're still looking for the suspect in this, who's described as a five foot five black male heavy set. Okay. And then the governor spoke, mm-hmm. Kathy Hochul. Yeah, and it's a little hard to take because her party is responsible for uh, not. I don't know about this particular shooting, right? Because we don't we don't know anything about the suspect. We don't know if this is a guy oh. who got sprung from jail because of progressive politics. We don't know who this guy is, right? We but when it when you look at the broad view of rampant crime in a state and really a city like New York City, uh, it's the Democratic Party that has pushed policies that have led to this bloodshed in the street. Yes, that's why it's so infuriating. She's out there. We say no more. No more mass shootings. No more disrupting lives. No more creating heartbreak for people just trying to live their lives as normal New Yorkers. But you let criminals out. Violent criminals. But okay, we're going to get emotional today. It has to end. It ends now. And we are sick and tired of reading headlines about crime, whether they're mass shootings or the loss of a teenage girl or a 13-year-old. It has to stop. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep you updated on that situation. Um, let's get to uh, Chris Hayes on MSNBC. Did you know the Texas governor is abusing children? Well, I didn't pay. until Chris Hayes told me. Yeah, the governor of Texas, well, he wants to investigate uh, people who have their children undergo genital mutilation. He wants to have them investigated uh, as potential child abusers. And apparently to the left, that's very hateful because, you know, the most loving thing you can do is have also a 13-year-old girl remove her breasts when she doesn't actually medically need to do that. No, it is not. People are being taken for a ride on that. Of course they are. It has to you be. You look at the data. My gosh. People have lost their minds. This dude out there. Texas, Governor Greg Abbott has found it helps him politically to be cruel to transgender children, to deny their very existence. And so the recent order he sent state officials is already. Okay, deny their existence? That's a flat out lie. Yeah. Saying, no, you're not going to mutilate this kid's genitals because they have a certain feeling right now. It's anywhere from 65 to 95% of kids 
that we used to call gender dysphoria grow out of it. But now you have a whole group of people saying, oh, yes, your life is going to be so much better if you take the puberty blockers and you have this surgery. And then where do they go after the surgery when it doesn't work out for them and it isn't the utopia that was promised? Well, then they're in a really tough spot because they get shouted down from those people. Yeah. It's awful. Hurting these children, their families, and care providers. This order takes what used to be normal care for trans kids and classifies that care as child abuse in the eyes of the state. Normal care. Normal care. That's what you call it, Chris Hayes, normal care? Yeah. You're a piece of garbage. And well, Abbott is instructed. Well, the other thing is that there are people who specialize in this. Like, there is one who is trans herself, a doctor in California. Yeah. I think she's a psychologist, but or a psychiatrist, yeah. I mean. Uh, but is worried that society is pushing kids into something that is irreversible and it's irresponsible that they're doing this. So there is nothing normal about the conversation when it comes to what they are trying to call now gender-affirming care for minors. There's nothing normal about it. Absolutely not. It's a social contagion. That's what they're finding. The numbers have gone up in some cases 40% or higher than that. Like all of a sudden, because it became the end thing on social media. Mm -hmm. And this guy is out there, you know, helping kids get into a situation that they can't get out of. And Abbott has instructed licensed professionals like doctors or teachers to report claims of trans children receiving transition care. Again, a health care decision being made within a family by the parents of the kid and the state coming in and reporting it and ratting it out. That's an interesting use of terms, ratting it out. Mm -hmm. If it's the right thing to do, how could it be ratting it out? No. You're keeping it from parents. That's what a lot of states want to do. I mean, certainly, how many schools have we talked about where, yeah, if you want to come here and you're a girl, but you feel like a boy, you want to change your clothes, we, and we'll call you whatever name you want. We won't tell your parents. Don't tell your parents. That's child abuse. Parents have to be part of that conversation. This keeps going on. Do you want to hear more of this or do you get the idea? It's up to you. I think we're reaching the thrilling conclusion. Okay. Adding that existing laws contain criminal penalties for not doing so. And this, in turn, is forcing state employees who work in Family Protective Services to investigate these families for child abuse, okay? Showing up at people's homes. Again, agents of the state under a Republican governor. Agents of the state. They're showing up at people's homes for the crime of allowing their child to receive crucial medical treatment under supervision of a doctor. It's just unbelievable. Crucial medical treatment. Health care. No, it is not. And while this barbaric order is just a few months old, (laughs) Governor Abbott has been trying to push it for nearly a year. But by his own admission, he needed to develop a workaround because his plan was too extreme to pass the Republican-controlled Texas House. That is the gross irony here, as Republicans try to score very cheap political points by painting their enemies as child abusers and smearing trans adults as trying to groom or indoctrinate children. What do you call it, Chris? Oh, I forgot. Gender-affirming care. Mm. Okay. They're chasing out the people whose actual job, day in, day out, every time when they wake up in the morning and go to work, is to actually protect children and investigate abusers. Greg Abbott's order is child abuse. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but yeah, I think he was going off of a a story that NBC News had about uh, people who work 
for the state of Texas quitting because of this order, my reaction is that's good news then. I don't want you working. I don't want you taking a paycheck out of my tax dollars. If you think it's okay and not child abuse to have a parent or anybody else convince a 12, 13-year-old, whatever, to take these dangerous drugs and mangle their sex organs. I don't want you working for the state. I want you in prison. And if you're a doctor who does this, I want you in prison as well. Absolutely. And we have a current administration that wants the taxpayer to fund these surgeries. Yes. Under gender-affirming care. Yes. That's how freaking sick it is. And the whole thing that we heard time and time again about Florida, okay, the parental rights bill that they termed. Don't say gay. Well, no one's even teaching it, right? So then, of course, it begs the question, then why do you have such a problem with it? If your argument is no one is teaching any trans stuff to kindergartners, then why would you have a problem with it? They don't seem to have an answer. Well, same thing they had for CRT, right? We don't teach it. Except we see video after video after yeah. video of teachers teaching it. And yeah, there's no textbook that says it. Right. I know. And, I, Scott, you talked about it. We get a lot of messages from teachers oh, yeah. saying, hey, we're not all kooks. No, I, Absolutely. and, and, I, and I appreciate that. Out there's there. someone like, hey, don't throw us all under the bus. And we're careful not to do that, of course. But this is from Brook Charter School in Boston. Matt Walsh had this on. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is insane. And this has been making the rounds. This is uh, instruction for K through second graders, okay? This is what they call an identity share Zoom call for the students. And here's your first grade teacher. All right, so something that's really cool and unique about who I am is that I am transgender. So we touched a little bit about that at the beginning of this week uh, in the book that Ms. Hammond read, but I'm going to give you my explanation about what it means to be transgender as well. So when babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl. They make a guess, see? (laughs) See, but... No, they don't. See, well, just, just because you might have had, well, like a doctor for you, Scott, they would have saw, you know, the little, you know. Mr. Kanish. Okay, yeah. And they would have guessed, uh, we think, boy. But they didn't know who you were, see. Yeah. It's a guess. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, see, I, I just had my second child seven months ago. Right. There was no guessing involved in that. It was, oh, that's a boy. Oh, well, here, just let the teacher teach you something here, Dave. Based on what they look like. And most of the time, that guess is 100% correct. There are no issues whatsoever. Um, and, but sometimes the doctor is wrong. The Uh-oh. doctor makes an incorrect guess. Um, when the doctor makes a correct guess, that's when a person is called cisgender. When a doctor's guess is wrong, that's when they are transgender. So I'm a man, but when I was no. a baby, the doctors told my parents I was a girl. Got it so far? You want your first grader being taught this? You know who's really going to suffer through all this? Who? The people who manufacture gender reveal parties. (laughs) And the pink bomb or the blue bomb, because you can't do that. Well, you just don't know. No, you don't know, so how can you celebrate? You're guessing. How can people bring gifts? They don't know! So you're saying if there's one good thing that comes out of this... That would be it. No more gender reveal parties? Yeah, I'm for that. No, what they're actually doing is pivoting in the industry. Now they've got a glitter bomb that when you set it off, it it shoots the glitter up into a pattern that's just a question mark. 
Oh. It's a they. Goodness gracious. Dude goes on. And so Woman my parents on, gave whatever. me a name that girls typically have and bought me clothes that girls typically wear. Um, and until I was 18 years old, mm -hmm. everyone thought I was a girl. And this was super, super uncomfortable for me because I knew that wasn't right. Um, the way I like to describe it is like wearing a super itchy sweater. Um, the longer you wear it, the itchier it gets. And the only way to make the itching stop is to have everyone see and know the person that you really are. Remember when you used to have itchies all the time, Scott? Yeah. Yeah. So when I was 18, I told my family and my friends that I'm really mm -hmm. a boy, and it was like this huge weight had been lifted off of my shoulders, and I had the freedom to be who I truly am. And even though this experience is super challenging sometimes, um, I am su it made me the person I am, and I'm super proud to be transgender. So there you go. First of all, something we need to recognize. It's not even being taught in kindergarten, except it just was. Itchy sweater, you say? Yeah. Mm. No, I'm sorry. Most Americans that are, well, sane Americans, saying, no, don't want that taught in grade school. Absolutely not. Cisgender, transgender. You can only imagine kids say, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. Your job is to teach them letters, numbers, how to add, how to read. Okay. I mean, I'm waiting for someone to just come in with common sense and say the country was built on Judeo-Christian values. It's a free country. This is a big box to play in. Okay, but we do things a certain way. That garbage that you're teaching there, go get help. Go do whatever you got to do. But you're not teaching that here. Period. The end. Yeah, I don't wish you will on you. I mean, go no. go about your business. Fine by me. You want to do some other school? There's parents that want to teach their kids whatever. You know, that's a different discussion. But public school? No. We're not doing it. Well, let me just say, too, from experience, that if you have an itchy sweater, throw a little talcum powder on it. It should help. Okay. I didn't know that. You learn something every yeah. day, don't you? Trying to pick up. Trying to help. You're a uh, talc gender individual. Yes, I yeah. am. Okay. I love the fragrant minty smell, too, David. By the way, when you're talking about the gender reveal, yeah, it reminded me of the story. Did anybody see this mom's ultrasound picture? <laughs> yeah. So you saw it. Have you seen it, David? I have not seen it. it it's like it shows her baby giving her the finger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the Johnny Cash T-shirt. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, they say babies can hear moms talk. Maybe it, mom said something offensive. The baby. Maybe just let mom know how he or she felt. Okay, BLM defending purchasing a mansion next. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Marker, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, what's the big deal with purchasing a mansion? Okay, if you're BLM. Well, see, the IRS might actually want to have a word with that as well as the uh, state of California. They might want a word about that as well. Well, Black well, Lives Matter. That's what Black Lives Matter says, actually, that it's racist <laughs> and sexist to ask about their financial dealings with donor money. So you can't operate 
mm-hmm. your nonprofit entity as a personal piggy bank. Generally, there are multiple laws that frown upon that, but that's exactly what they're now accused of doing. Uh, you had New York Magazine and also the Washington, or I'm sorry, the Huffington Post doing stories within a week of one another, asking questions about this $6 million mansion they bought with donor funds. So now they have addressed it. Uh, they said, uh, there have been a lot of questions surrounding recent reports about the purchase of Creator's House in California. Despite past efforts, Black Lives Matter recognizes there is more work to do to increase transparency and ensure transitions and leadership are clear. No, no. However, reports looking into our finances are inflammatory and speculative. Yes. And they're causing harm. The reports Mm -hmm. do not reflect the totality of the movement. Right. There were a few other houses that they bought. Okay. They bought a communist shrine in in, uh, Canada as well. They did. Well, the other places, the other houses they bought in California, that was for Patrice Culler's family. Right. And And those people are black. Yeah. And their lives matter. That's what she said. I know that's what she said. We're not. No, we can't make that up. Yeah. But don't question it. No, because you're you're doing harm if you are. What harm? Who are you harming? People that want to put BLM at the forefront because black lives right. matter. <laughs> Got it. You know, it's all nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's been a scam from the start. If you looked at their website from the start, you could see it. But people bought into it and gave their money to it. And corporations, it went on and on. And now... Six million dollar mansion, and the thing is, when they first were asked the questions, they didn't want to answer them at all. They were trying to huddle, and then they were saying, "Yeah, well, some of our people uh, are under death threats and stuff, and they need a place to relax. Yeah. We have meetings, and we're going to do social media there, and we needed it." I was waiting for the reparations part of that chat, but didn't hear that. That was the other deal. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The prostitute being sued. What? Come on. No suing prostitutes. We're not the doing prostitute that. being sued. Okay. Yeah. They're going after ghost guns, not ghost buns. All right? Right. It was some Excellent nonsense play. about the tobacco industry. They're the only outfit in the country that is immune. Imagine had the tobacco industry been immune to prostitute being sued. There you go. Come yeah. on. Yeah. You know what he means. You know the thing. Okay. Ghost buns should be a porno <laughs> flip, though. <laughs> well, I wonder how it will get played out in the end of what happened in the subway in New York City today. As Biden was talking about guns yesterday, he had 10 people shot today. As of right now, no death. Yeah. But 10 people injured being treated, another six injured from, you know, other stuff going on inside that subway. 
Um, details are a little bit sketchy, but they're looking for what are they describing this guy? Five foot five, black guy. Yeah, he's a he's a short, chubby black guy. Okay, no motive. We don't know that. They're still looking for him. The governor spoke. the The mayor spoke, basically saying we're not going to do this anymore. It stops today, even though they've been letting criminals out for quite a while, violent criminals. So we're waiting for more information on this or when they're going to get this guy. But there is a manhunt underway. Meanwhile, talking a lot about inflation. That is the biggest concern of the American people right now. Rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, we're hearing it from the big banks. A lot of predictors saying, yeah, I mean, this is something we're going to be dealing with for a while. Yeah. And, you know, on that, you go back just a not too far, talking about how Biden was going to take these prices right now. And if we just flooded the zone with more cash, it was going to pay off and then inflation would come down. I know they're trying to march a long way away from those talking points now, but that's what we were being sold just a few months back, if you remember. Just to go back. We will, in fact, reduce inflation, reduce inflation. Reduce inflation okay. because we're going to be providing good opportunities and jobs for people who, in fact, are going to be reinvesting that money back in all the things we're talking about. Driving down prices, not raising prices. Okay, you tried to have the conversation at the time. That's not the way it works. But he kept going. And so it, it is, I, 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 I sincerely mean this. Prices are up now, and they're up in, for, for example, you're in a position where you're trying to build a house, try to find two-by-fours and lumber. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? People stop working cutting lumber. They stopped doing it because they, their, their unemployment was so down. Now all of a sudden there's this need because people are coming back. And guess what? Instead of paying uh-huh. 10 cents, you're paying 20. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Yep. It relates to what, in fact, is now needed because we're growing. 10 became 20. And see, I, you see how it works. I, uh, then how does it go backward? I, I guess at the time when that was, as a few months ago, I, I had just completely missed that 10 cents instead of 20. Yeah. Where can I get a two-by-four for 20 cents? Good question. Good question. Ah, uh, boy, howdy. Um, yeah. You double the price. I, I don't know how you made the argument it was going to come back down. You know, if you have a rudimentary understanding about economics, you know creating capital out of thin air is going to devalue what you already have. It has to because there's yeah. boatloads of it. When people had wheelbarrows full of money in some of these third-world countries and couldn't buy a loaf of bread with it because they didn't have enough, I mean, this is what happens. But how many times is it you suppose regular people think, okay, I know basic economics, yeah. all right, but they must know something we don't. I don't think that anymore. But, Maybe I used to think those things, but not anymore. Right. Like, what am I missing here? Yeah. And it turns out your common sense was right. Yes. Well, or sometimes they're asked the question, like, hey, what are you going to do about these gas prices? Remember Kamala being asked this on the Willie Moore show? It's like you get some sort of prize for acknowledging there's a problem. Right. We already know there's a problem. That's why we're asking the question, what's going to be done? And then, well, let's acknowledge this is real. Well, first of all, we've been, um, you know, understanding that it is a real issue. 
Yeah. Um, what we have done is we've actually released some of the reserve, the petroleum reserve. That doesn't do anything. Ten cents at most for how long, David? Well, I mean, they're going to keep doing it. I think the the timetable was for six months. They're releasing a million barrels of oil a day. So, yeah, six months. <laughs> okay. Ten cents a gallon. Uh, okay. To bring down the cost of gas prices. But there's more we can do. And we are also dealing with the cost of gas is just part of the issue of the cost of living, right? Yeah. It, it's, it, it's too expensive for too many people. To get by during a day, much less to the end of the month. You're not answering the question. That's the problem. But we already know that. So what makes it frustrating? I wonder if when Big O was at the White House last week and there was always, you know, the fawning going on when Big O was around, did Joe pull him aside and say, hey, Big O, little help here. The economy's a problem. What can I do? No one asks. But they'll ask Obama, you know, some different questions. And, it, boy, this is one I don't know if he knew was coming about Crimea. No, well, Barack Obama, he is putting himself out there a little bit more these days. He was on the Today Show being interviewed by Al Roker. Uh, Al Roker asked him about Russia's invasion of Ukraine and revisited the invasion that happened on Obama's watch as well. I'm guessing Big O didn't know Roker was going to come with any sort of question. Hey, like you're the that. weather guy. What's going hey, on? I thought this was softball time. Hindsight's 2020, but I mean, you go back to Crimea. Is, do, you, do you ever think, could I have done something differently? You know, the, the situations in each of these uh, circumstances are different, but I think that what we're seeing consistently is a reminder of why it's so important for us to not take. Uh, our own democracy for granted, why it's so important for us to uh, stand for and ally ourselves with uh, those who believe in freedom and independence. Not going to answer the question. You ever think about that? Would you have done anything different? Either, no, I don't, and here's why. Or sometimes, because you don't know if we would have done A, B, or C, something else. This meandering around to, yeah, we've got to think about our freedom. Freedom, like freedom of speech? A lot of people are questioning that right now, but that's a different conversation. Anyway. Can we get to some weather questions, Al? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Man. Um, something else that, uh, you know, trying to change the topic, at least for the left. We're going to talk about guns. We're waiting to see from New York City in the shooting today. Is this going to be a gun issue, or is this going to go away much like the Sacramento shooting did? Yeah. Because of the demographics involved. Because that usually has a big play in how much the left and legacy media is going to go after guns. No, or, or the Waukesha Christmas parade attack. Correct. That didn't involve a gun, but, I mean, that, that the follow-ups on that dried up very quickly. Of course. Didn't fit a narrative. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but Biden is going after guns. And in addition to announcing new rules with so-called ghost guns, he signaled that he is also going for an assault weapons ban. Here we go. Okay. Is this the same old talking point again? Yeah. By the way, it's going to sound bizarre. I support the Second Amendment. No, you don't. You have a right. But from the very beginning, the Second Amendment didn't say you can own any gun you want, as big as you want. You couldn't buy a cannon when, in fact, the Second Amendment passed. You, you can buy a cannon. Yep. Right now. Did you buy yours? I have not. I have not decided on what kind of cannon I'm going to buy. 
Well, get a ghost cannon. But I pro- <laughs> <laughs> well, you can buy one. You Absolutely, you can buy a cannon right now. You could buy a cannon back then. You can buy one now. What was the cheapest cannon you found? Uh, as far as one that I'd be proud to have in my backyard. Well, uh, I, I, let's start with cheapest first. Cheapest one I found was about $1,000. Okay. Like a full-sized, fully functional cannon. You can get smaller ones that are about like uh, six or $700. Okay. But you're talking a grand to get what yeah. you would be looking well, for. Well, the one I'm looking at right now is about 3500 There's no layaway option, though. So it'll be a while before I can get a cannon. Yeah. I got to also check with my HOA to make sure it's okay to fire it. Yeah, yeah that's true. That is it. Well, the guys on Pawn Stars buy cannons all the time. Okay, I, I, I have to ask the question. Right. What, is, what does your wife say? What does Chelsea say about the cannon, David? Uh, she doesn't know just yet. Oh, but I'm sorry, sure when I, I tell her, she'll be like, "That's totally badass. We should do it now." Yes, put it on yep. credit. That may have not <laughs> been in play a year ago, but I think it would be now. Yeah, now now that she's learning how to shoot and she enjoys it. Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That is nice. But then See? she's going to make me buy her a purse big enough to carry the cannon in. Oh, because she had to get the purse for her gun. Yeah. So then a purse for the yeah that's a special be like hideaway pocket where you with the holster yeah. in it yeah get a, get a trailer hitch hooked up to that truck there you too. go yep oh man pull that thing around they bring it to parties and stuff <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> shoot people out of it for their birthday <laughs> <laughs> you ever wonder how companies just turn woke like Disney there's a reason why we'll get to that and much more right ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. No other new news on the subway shooting from New York City. Still looking for the shooter. Five foot five. You said pudgy or uh, chubby? Fat. Uh, black man. Yeah. No one dead so far. Ten injured. Unbelievable. Yes. No I, hope that, I hope we can yeah. say that a day from now. Me too. Um, we'll keep you updated on that. David, you and I read the same piece from Daily Wire about woke companies, and it really lays out how this happens. So if someone's to ask you the question, how does a company, whether it's Disney, Coke, whoever, become woke? Yeah. Why? It doesn't seem like it meshes with their audience. Why do they do it? No, it doesn't matter because the people who are managing the finances care about this. And really, you're talking about large investment firms, people who manage portfolios, people who are controlling the money side of it, there's something that we've mentioned before. It's called ESG. This is like a social credit score, but for businesses. It's political activism in the name of uh, financial responsibility. And what it does is it looks at what a company's attitudes are towards something like climate change, climate activism, social activism, and governance, meaning what what the executive can do uh, in terms of how they govern their operation. 
Uh, and when you're looking at the three biggest players in this, it includes BlackRock, and BlackRock is, has been buying up entire subdivisions right now. Your right. landlord's going to be Black, uh, BlackRock unless something changes in the near future. Um, and, and Vanguard. A, yeah, Vanguard. one. Yeah. Uh, and so then you've also got State Street. They manage over $21 trillion in other people's money. Right. Dude. And they have a worldview, and they push that worldview. And the companies, the people who are running companies that are beholden to them or mm-hmm. rely on them for finances are basically saying, okay, whatever whatever we need to do to stay in your good graces, that's what we care about because that's where the money comes from. And the Daily Wire piece that you shared with me was really interesting because – uh, a lot of financial experts are saying, you know, the boycotts and the focus on culture war outrage right. is the least effective thing you can do. Because, yeah, if if you have that commitment, you say, I'm not going to go to Disney World or Disneyland, I'm going to cancel my Disney Plus subscription, fine. But generally speaking, conservatives don't have that uh, the same drive towards activism that a lot of the woke left do. Because Absolutely. for them, it's the entire identity. Conservatives have jobs. So they got to, you know, they got to go and do things. Well, and there's a good portion of conservatives that have been anti-boycott for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I have been. Yeah. But. I'm just, well, I think it, you just choose not to spend your money there. Right. But and, I, don't, I don't, don't openly advocate someone do the same thing. But if ask. Here's I think it's I, okay. It's like, it's your money, but I wouldn't do it. And here's why. I don't think there's anything no, wrong there's with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. No. But one of the suggestions, though, if you really want to try to counteract it, is you got to get involved in your personal finances. You have to get involved in who's managing your 401K. you got to talk to your portfolio manager and say, hey, raise this with whatever company it is and say, I have a problem with this. Make it to where these companies actually fear mass divestment. Right. Not just, I'm not going to buy Coca-Cola or whatever at the grocery store. The goal is to really hit them where it hurts, not just what you're going to spend money on at the grocery store. Yes. Getting smart about the game. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. Because, again, we have these conversations all the time. Why would this company do this? They're not even talking to their audience. Their audience is completely out of step now with this company's message. Fill in the blank. And you come to find out, well, it's because there's a lot of pressure on them monetarily. A lot of companies, whether you like it or not, are in business to make money. They really don't care as far as, as far as some sort of moral compass or anything else. Anyway. They care when they start losing money. They do. Then they care. Well, the, the biggest line before we move on from this is that one of the people talking to Daily Wire says, a conservative cable TV host will tell a million people how bad woke capitalism, and that's great. We need to be educated about that. But if a million people could translate into 100 people at an annual shareholders meeting, that would be an earthquake. Yeah, if you're a shareholder mm-hmm. and you make your voice known, that's where the change happens. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to bring up something personal that happened within the show, and it happened last night, and it didn't have a trigger warning or anything. Um, it was a text sent by, I'm just going to call him out for it. It was David. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I see, okay, text, and it's to me and Sky, open it up, and it's a Lizzo and her naked butt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, getting on a plane. Yeah. And you can't unsee it. No. No. 
Okay. Can you give me some sort of trigger warning, something? I'll, I'll, I'll try to do that. Yeah, she's she's sharing this because, you know, it's a Yas Queen moment where she's wearing a, like a G-string getting onto a getting onto a plane, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, may God be with the poor bastard who has to wipe down Lizzo's seat. <laughs> I bet it smells like a Wingstop dumpster on a hot summer day. <laughs> that was very descriptive, by the way. But you know it's true. Oh, I know it's true. Twitter is not happy with it either. I mean, they're saying not attractive or healthy. This is a mental illness. Wow. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Just a quick break there. Jason Whitlock actually tweeted, this is mental illness. Why is she doing this? Because she said he's nothing to be ashamed of. It's a beautiful body. I'm going to show it. Okay. Um, you can try to normalize whatever you want to normalize. There's an overwhelming amount of people, the majority, that are just not going for that. It's not healthy. She's got her own fashion line out now, and I'm sure that's part of it. I don't wish her bad. You know, no, I don't either. I mean, I, I just, I don't get it, I guess. Well, who is always championing this and applauding? It's other women. It's not dudes. Hey, who needs a man? I understand. Yeah. Scott Robbins, top three stories of the day. The trifecta next. <laughs> Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, I know you've been keeping an eye on New York City. Anything updated there? Well, they're saying now 28 people injured in total. Not that many shot, but last number I still heard was 10 actually shot. But, you know, injury is a wide-ranging thing. And the panic, of course, you run, you hurt yourself, all of that. But still, nobody has... uh, been reported as dying during this attack, so that's good. They're still looking for the gunman. Uh, five five fat black guy. Who was I too seeing the video that someone took on a camera phone of people coming out of the subway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other, there are odd part. What whoever took the video, the name was what Black Pepper six six six. Right. Like strange. Okay. When I first saw it, I'm like, was that the actual gunman taking the video? Right. No, I don't think so. No one else has said that. I'm just like, okay, who's the saint in person with the 666 taking the video? <laughs> Whatever. Black Pepper. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't know motive, anything else, as far as right now. And the governor's been out to speak. That was a little hard to take. Um, you know, we haven't played that, actually, in a little while. You want you mean to play like twenty seconds of it oh, to give sure. you an idea? Because this is the thing, and this is why, not just me. I think I can speak for you guys as well. It's infuriating because in New York, especially in other towns too, but especially New York City, they've let violent criminals out on the street and they commit horrendous acts again. Now we don't know the gunman here. Did this guy get let out of jail? We'll wait and see. But when the governor talks all tough about crime, it's just a little tough to hear. We say no more. No 
more mass shootings, no more disrupting lives, no more creating heartbreak for people just trying to live their lives as normal New Yorkers. It has to end. It ends now. And we are sick and tired of reading headlines about crime, whether they're mass shootings or the loss of a teenage girl or a 13-year-old. Then enforce the law. If you're that tired of hearing about it, enforce the law. Yep. But you won't do it because of some sort of political game you're in. You don't want to do the right thing by people. It's trying to get votes. She can't win an election anyway. She's never won anything. She ever won office anywhere? Not that I'm aware of. Outside of the lieutenant governor's race. Yeah. That was under the shell of the now disgraced former governor, Andrew Cuomo. Right. All right. You ready to move on to your top three stories? Of the well, day, sure I am. All yeah. right, let's do that. Roll it. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. We do it every day at this time. Scott Robbins, his top three stories of the day. And always helped by his top 40 hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Sure. The ghost Casey. I'm ready. Yeah, okay. Hey, don't say ghost Casey. Why? Well, that's a problem in this country. That's true. Ghost Casey's. Okay. There, well, there was no serial number on this Casey when we got him. So right. we got a Casey kit. We built him. We oh, built okay. the Ghost yeah. Casey, yes. Got gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Okay. Three. An AR-style Casey. That's right. Uh, inflation yes. is out of control after the, uh, well, um, federal government put out the report from March. It's not a surprise to anybody who's had to go to the grocery store in the last 45 days, but... Here we are. Well, it's Putin's inflation. You know that. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, I just want I want to I want to hit this because we hear about the inflation, consumer price index, all these numbers get thrown at us, and we're thinking to ourselves, but what does it really mean to all of us, right? What does it mean to you, me, everybody else? Just trying to get by, right? Groceries up ten percent, meat, poultry, fish, thirteen point eight percent, new cars, twelve point eight percent. Electricity, 11.1%. Home furnishings, 10.8%. Rent, 5.1%. Most of these are the largest they've been since 1993. Some going back as far as 81, 82. This is real stuff. Yeah. This is how people get hurt. So these jackasses can sit up here all day and pontificate about it how this is Putin's price hike, and you're just supposed to believe it. I ain't going to stand for it. I'm not either. (laughs) I'm done with it. Done with it. (laughs) I mean, I seriously, I'm flabbergasted because this is hitting home. And again, I've made this call I don't know how many times. If there is one, one thing, one thing, one indicator of success from this knucklehead administration, I want to know what it is. Because, quite frankly, I don't have one. I don't have one. Less mean tweets. Okay. Does that really count? Not to me, but that's what some people say. Okay, let me rephrase that. Has made your life better than it was. (laughs) All right? (laughs) Nothing. No. Yeah. So there's your answer. There's a picture. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Picture of uh, Joe Biden next to Jimmy Carter. And I'm like, Carter's the only guy who really benefits from this. (laughs) He's no longer the worst president we've ever had. Two. 
Uh, number two, Democrats in the state of Illinois are force, uh, forcing gas stations to hang up signs advertising that the gas tax increase is being delayed until after the election. Yeah. The budget bill, this is true, was introduced by the Illinois Democrats uh, in the waning hours of the session. It was passed early Saturday. It requires you, private sector retailer, to notify your customers and consumers of temporary tax relief, relief measures included. Now, critics say, of course, this is unconstitutional, violation of free speech rights. So you're talking about you got to put a sign up at your gas station that yes. says the state of Illinois is saving you money by withholding the gas tax They want for you now. to know that they're doing their part in helping you and your family mm-hmm. stretch your budget a little further. You got all that? I think so. I mean, J.B. Pritzker, the governor what, of Illinois, happens, is hot garbage. It just is. What happens if I'm the gas station owner and I say, we don't do that? You get that. fined. I'm not putting it up. You get fined. What is this, China? Uh, yes. Ali. Now, on with the countdown. Can you imagine that? Trifecta Scott Robbins. Top three stories of the day, every day at this time. And finally. Yes. One. Uh, I just have this in my notes for number one. A gender-fluid witch teacher. Yes. Uh, what do you call the polyamorous? Is that right? Polyamorous, David? yeah. Amorous, thank you. That, you know, that's, the left, th- that's a fancy right. word for slut. But Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, okay, thank you for that. <laughs> Clearing that up for me. The uh, media, left-wing media, continues to insist upon us that, of course, teachers are not teaching young children about gender identity, sexuality, no such thing. Until we see another video of one teaching but it. But they continue to come forward saying that's exactly what they're doing. Yes. Now, this is a preschool teacher that goes by Lois, not Mr. or Mrs., and, well, here she is. Man, y'all yeah. thought me uh, teaching the children about me being Polly was crazy. But not only that, but they also know that I'm gender fluid. What age? Uh, Kids? Four? At one point preschool. last year. Yeah. I had explained to them that I was not Miss Lois or Mr. Lois. It's just Lois because I'm not a boy or a girl. And this was all well and good until October when I also explained to them that I'm pagan. So I am also a witch. And at one point I had gotten a haircut and I got in the sides of my mohawk shaved down. And I come into work and one of the children goes, Lois, are you a boy? You have short hair. And his sister goes, no, Lois is a girl. And a third child, who's my favorite, suddenly yells, no, guys, we've been over this. Lois isn't a boy or a girl. Lois is a witch. Duh. Okay. So There you go. Where's all the outrage from the ACLU, separation of church and state and whatnot? Yeah, it's a good question, David. That's oh, a good you, question. Pagan is fine. I'm That's sure fine. that didn't but confuse as long as the hell out of, Right. I'm sure they didn't confuse a hell out of normal four-year-old kids. Oh, my goodness. Yep. But they're, they're not teaching it. Why? No, the they're guys? not teaching it. Fear-mongering on the far right. Why are you trying to hurt people? Wow. Tell them God's gonna cut them down. Tell them God's gonna cut them down. Yep. Yeah, there is that, too. Wow. That's quite the trifecta. By the way, in case you're wondering, she looks exactly like she sounds. Just so you know. What does that mean? And there you have it. Well, multicolored shaved shaved hair. Yeah. With uh, two studs sticking out of her, uh, underneath her bottom lip. 
polyamorous was actually just trying to double very low odds of ever finding anyone to, you know, <laughs> date. Yeah, that's that great. was it. It was necessity, not an identity. Right. Um, if you want one other story, it's up to you. I mean, I've got something that oh, you I might find to. interesting. It's love on to. a lighter note. Want another one? Okay. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So this guy didn't want to see his future in-laws. I don't think that's you know completely out of the realm. No, it happens sometimes. Yep. Um. But it, so he sent his twin brother that looks just like him <laughs> to go hang out with the future in-laws. Just to fill in. Now, the wife-to-be realized it was the twin but didn't say anything until the party was over. She drove home, found her real fiancé sitting on the couch playing a video game, and acted like he just beat her home from the event. She asked if he had a good time at the party. He said, yeah, it was. It's good. Then she confronted him and asked the name of the cousin he just met. Ah, uh, her, hmm, ah. Uh. And so he knew he was caught. He just started laughing. She apparently didn't find it funny, kicked him out of the house. Now her family knows, hates him. He says it was it was just a harmless prank. Yeah. But you know, you know what? I'm mad at you for making a big deal out of this. So if you're to give this person advice, the woman, what do you tell her? Personally, I say run. Yeah, probably. I, that now, was if my I'm that first... guy's buddy, I'm like, hey, man, that's pretty funny. That was my first instinct was go now. Say what? This probably won't get better. But... What kind of video games does he play? It doesn't say I'm bad reporting again. Question, yeah. yeah. I, bet I just want to tell your buddies, hey, I said the twin instead. Kind of fun. Oh. I'm sure there's got to be a bunch of twins that could get together and write a book on pranks that they pulled on. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. No doubt about that. All right. We got to get to Nimrods in the news. And a news update straight ahead right here. It's really been an honor to you. You bet, buddy. You bet. Goodbye. See ya. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, the mayor of New York City was on CNN today reacting to the attack on the subway today. Still don't know who the suspect is, what the motive may have been, other than, I mean, he, he was apparently prepared uh, walking onto a train platform and tossing a smoke grenade or some sort of gas canister and then opening fire. Uh, police are saying his Glock jammed. He, they said he had a Glock, and it jammed during the shooting. So, so maybe who that, knows how much more he had. Right. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that leads to more questions than answers at, at this point. But Eric Adams says that, uh, well, you know, we need a national response to this particular issue of gun violence. What does that mean? Uh, to, to what happened today or just in general? To, I, what happened today? There is some. Assi- uh, we need to get some assistance for what's going on in our city. Your party let it happen. You haven't prosecuted criminals. And criminals you had in jail, you let go. Do your job first. 
You can get all the help you want, but unless you do your job, you're setting your city up for failure. It's common sense. Mm -hmm. Well, also, let's not forget that when Donald Trump was talking about sending in the feds to help with with crime, with gang violence, not talking about rioting, gang violence, wanted to do that. That was racist. Racist. That was sexist. Yep. Of course. And now everybody's like, well, we need the feds in here. This needs to be a national response. If you like owning guns, well, you know, if you're not in New York City and you like owning guns, well, guess what? For the sake of New York City, you shouldn't be able to buy guns. That's the argument they're making. I know. Jam it and shove it. No. Do your job. Starts with you, Mayor. You made all these promises. It's ridiculous. I'm tired of that. Yeah, I know. By the way, just a quick note out of frustration. Remember when the whole Russia-Ukraine war started? Sanctions, sanctions, sanctions. Talking about sanctions. And we crippled Russia's economy. The ruble. Mm-hmm. Worth nothing now. The underreported story, the ruble is now worth more than when before when Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. What happened what? there? Well, David, because, what happened? What happened was they made the, the, the response to the sanctions were to the people still doing business with them. You got to pay us in rubles. So what do you think that does? <laughs> you know, if you're not trading in the dollar or the yen or the euro, and you're exclusively trading in the ruble, that's going to inflate the value of the ruble, of course. Hmm. So our national security advisor and his assistant were wrong again? Uh, yeah. We're already crushing Russia. Well, I guess not so fast. And with that, let's get the Nimrods in the news. Roll it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, man. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Starting today, well, for our friends in Dallas, you might already know this story. 43-year-old dude, Victor Shavers, attacked his roommate the other day. What were they arguing about? What mosquitoes look like? What? That's a mosquito. No, a mosquito doesn't look like that. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. <laughs> Victor claimed his roommate didn't know what they looked like. The roommate disagreed. That's when Victor attacked him. Beat him over the head with a wooden stick at least six times. Hey, man. So the roommate managed to grab a bat, fight him off. Cops got there around 245, arrested Victor for assault. Hmm. Think there was some drinking going on? Oh, I suppose there was. 45, that sort of thing. Then we got a 47-year-old guy in Pennsylvania. Apparently went nuts at a convenience shop a couple weeks ago, assaulted several customers, then struck multiple vehicles with plastic signs, damaging some of them. Now, the dude claimed he had a gun, was threatening to shoot people, so the police were called. Okay? When they got there... Then the guy went to a whole other level of crazy. He climbed the fire escape, got under the roof of the building, and threw a toilet off the roof with a paint can. Luckily, no one hurt. He's facing multiple charges. Miley Coyote? What's going on? <laughs> That's the run to the news.